the anime community of TikTok found Notion. And I think Brian actually tweeted in like late August or something like that. It was just like anime TikTok found us. And then like there's just the graph of, of our music going up. Superb. Right then, team, welcome back. Welcome back to the Scratch Record podcast. Today, we are joined by another band from over the seas. We're joined with the Rare Occasions. How are we, boys? Doing Doing great. Thanks for having us. Anytime, anytime. We like doing these. We've only ever done one across the water before. Uh, A band in... Weren't they from New England as well? Mm, I'm not. America confuses the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely East Coast based, but then... No, they were they were from Maine. Does that oh, mean Maine, cool. a lot? Yeah, they're from Maine. That's where they were from. And then they've like branched out to all other places. They went to uh college in Boston. Yeah, Boston. So then they were like they had like a base there and stuff, but like very east coast base. But yeah, we've only done uh we demand parachutes, they're called. Oh, okay. They're uh they're quite they're a bit smaller. They had like um they're like a pop punk kind of like classic. Almost like Green Day, Bling One Eight Two vibes to them, but um, oh, oh, yeah. modern spin. But yeah, they're good. They were they, they were, were they were good to be fair. But uh, yeah, this is only the second time, so uh, yeah, no pressure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all of our these podcasts, this series, we've been starting off with like a quick fire, short form answer, like smorgasbord of questions that have some relevance to music and a lot of no relevance to music. Just kind of loosen it up a little bit. Fresh in the room up. So let me let's go. What's what's the best instrument? Best. That's really guitar. Okay. Guitar. Oh man. Uh I mean bass. <laughs> um you you'd think I would say drums, but I think uh maybe piano. Ooh, oh, okay. oh yeah, that's a good answer too. Piano is one of the like sexiest instruments to play. I think, like if you, really? can, I I genuinely think so. Because if you can sit that right, if you've got a room full of people and you can just sit down and you could start fucking belting something out on the piano, that is everyone's like, that's fucking sick. Yeah, and there's normally a piano knocking about instead of like a well, right. like a saxophone. You're going, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, a bassoon. Yeah. Well, there's nothing, there's nothing phallic about a piano, though. At least a guitar, you you have. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like if you get a guitar out and you fucking you play Wonderwall, everyone's like, yeah, we've heard it before. But if you blast out some like Mozart shit on the yeah, piano, like- you are you are cool as fuck at that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool, right? What's your favorite book? The Alchemist. Oh, man! Uh, the Giver. That book, that book messed me up. It was, it was such a good book. Ooh, do we know right authors now, for these books? If so, that people can find them. I've been reading. I'm right. I'm in the middle of reading a textbook right now on speech processing. Oh, mad! And that's your favorite book. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't pick a favorite book. Yeah. Fair enough. Speech uh, process is that for is that for college? It, yeah, it's it's uh, it's like yeah, basically um, it's like digital signal processing, but for um, 
for voice specifically. Oh, that sounds outrageously yeah. complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's cool. Yeah, okay. cool. it does sound very. I you would say your. I don't thought you'd say your bird book, right? Oh yeah, yeah, probably. I just like nonfiction. I like uh, this book that has, it's uh, David Sibley's uh, Guide to Birds, and it has like nice pictures of all the different birds in North America. That's a good. That's a that's a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's two good answers. That is, that's people who've read more books than us. Med more rooks. Read more books, my Yeah, guy. yeah. Read, Read more, more books. books than us, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll try and stay clear. I don't even think I have no book. Do you know what? Not really. What am I I've... reading at the minute? Uh, the uh, the biography book by the one for. Hang on. You talk. Well, brilliant. Well, have you got another question? Oh, yeah. I'll get you another question. I'll come back to the book. Uh, what about what's your, what's your biggest turn off? Turn off. Depends on what is being turned off. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> erections mainly. Uh, in, in that case, bad breath, my dude. Yeah, yeah solid, no, solid. Yeah, that is horrendous. To be fair, uh, cigarettes. Yeah, I like that. You won't like that. No, I, yeah, I, I smoke sometimes, but I can I can understand it. <laughs> when people just talk too much, I. Mm. I shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can get that. Too much shit. It's almost like us all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We run a podcast, so yeah. kind of got to. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same with talking too much, especially someone's like chatting your ear off over mm. over not a lot, and you're just like, oh, I don't care. I'm not bothered. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Really? What's your favorite color? Ooh, orange. <laughs> nice. It's easy for me. I play an orange drum kit and I love the color orange. Oh, sick. Super. I like that. It's a good color, to be fair. Big fan. Uh, red and blue because um, Spider Man. Nice. Oh, uh, ultraviolet. Can't even see it. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it, but I like spectrum. it. <laughs> That is a good answer. I like that. That is great. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure artist? Oh, Dua Lipa. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Dua Lipa has some fucking bangers, to be fair. Fucking belters. You know every word to most tracks that she released. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. You don't realize. So one of them in it, but you don't even realize it's her. Like you hear a song, and you're like, is that her? And it's like, yeah. Fucking <laughs> uh, Sixpence and I'm the Richer. <laughs> it's me. Do you, do you know that song, Kiss Me? Ooh, oh, yeah, that song is great. Kiss uh, me. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, a yeah. banger. That is a banger. <laughs> I never knew where that came from, to be fair. <laughs> I don't know how I even know that song, but yeah. <laughs> that remind, I mean, now that we're talking about like dentist office uh, tunes, I'm thinking, wh- who does the song like Soak Up the Sun? Oh, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, that's my that's my oh, that's I, almost, I almost said sugar ray. <laughs> that's good too. Good, I like so, that. What's yours? Uh I don't really know. Guilty pleasure artist. I'm quite open. I don't feel guilty about anything I listen to, you know. I feel like Ed Sheeran might be mine. Really? Fucking love ah, Ed Sheeran. It's a bit fucking <laughs> shit, isn't it? 
Uh, I, yeah. I really like Ed Sheeran. There's something about it. I can sit and listen to the albums all the way through. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, newer, more popular, Dude. like... Yeah. If There's anybody no can uh, strap on an acoustic guitar and play Glastonbury, they they get an award in my books. Yeah. Um, right. It doesn't matter what they do. If you can command an audience of whatever, 30, 50, 80,000 people with an acoustic guitar... Oh, you crazy. you That's get crazy. respect no matter what. Yeah. yeah, it's it's mental. It's like he played Dublin last night on that tour, and it was uh, on his new tour that he's doing. And it was like so it was something stupid, like eighty thousand people, and he's on his ones yeah. in a stadium, and you just think, yeah, fair yeah, play. Yeah. It's just, uh, the music is it's it's got a bit of stigma for like over this end of it just being a little bit like poppy cringe stuff like radios tracks, but yeah. fucking love sure. it. Oh, yeah, you can't you can't deny the talent. Good. I like his collaboration stuff. Yeah, the yeah. Ones where that collaboration album he did, where he did like, because he did one before it was number six this time around, where he had like Chance the Rapper, like Beyonce and all mm. that. The one he did before, collaborations five, was with like a lot of grime artists in the UK. So like Jamie was on it, Devlin was on it. He did a track with Skepta, like, but like really underground, like heavy rappers, and the track there, oh, top mm. notch. That's sick. That's awesome. Top-notch. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Are you are you into holidays or festivals? It, like, uh, like, do we celebrate holidays? Nah. Oh no, like, uh, uh, like, like going away, like going on holiday, like vacation, oh, oh, oh. vacationing. That's, that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. holidays. <laughs> I got confused because I was just yeah. talking about Glastonbury, so I was like, wait, festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, um, like, yeah, festivals. Yeah. In like, which ones do you prefer going to? Do you prefer going to like a festival like Glastonbury or like going on vacation and going away and doing like a relaxed job? Mm. Mm. Um, I, I don't like going away and just sitting in a resort. Like, I like to go explore new places and meet meet the culture and soak up the. You know, experience. Soak up the sun. Soak up the sun. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think it's a bit of a waste sometimes when you go on holiday somewhere and you just sit there. Like you could be anywhere, couldn't you? Like just lie in a resort. And yeah. I mean, there's something, there's something in it. But yeah, it's nice to go and actually like explore somewhere. Ex- yeah, experience the world a little bit. Mm. Mm. Man, I don't remember the last time I, I did a proper one though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to make probably. like, make, hopefully we'll go on tour enough and like have enough downtime in between our shows that we can explore places that way mm-hmm. instead of having to like close down and stop working and then take a vacation we could sort of do it all in one go because yeah. touring is fun it's just there's not a lot of time to explore of course yeah 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 that's the best way to do it isn't it it's just like if you just do like a world tour and then everywhere you go you have two days after the show to like see the place and then carry on that'd be that awesome. would be that would that's be my dream. ideal vacation yeah yeah that's, that's that. a three-year tour right there though you'd be away for <laughs> <Yeah>. so long <laughs> people do it though don't they that fuck off and do like south america tour and an australia tour and they just disappear for like six months and play like everywhere so you could do it yeah yeah that would, that would be pretty sweet one day something yeah something i like about touring is like you can really just appreciate stuff that's not really that far from where you live like we, you know, here in California, when we drive up to San Francisco or we drive up the West Coast, um, is stuff that is like kind of in our backyard that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. Um, in my opinion, it's more fun than like going to some, you know, Caribbean island on on a vacation. You're just, you know, exploring your own backyard is a lot more interesting. I think. Mm. 
Yeah. I, I like that. I feel like we don't do that much here in England. Well, no, because the difference between there and San Francisco is like here to Scotland. Like you run out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you true. run out way quicker than they do. They can keep going, or we'll just hit the top and be like, oh, "There it is." <laughs> <laughs> the sea and oil tankers back down again. Yeah. <laughs> and it then you end up really in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, no one wants that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, these some of these are really weird. We wrote yeah. these questions ages ago, and some of them are outrageous. Uh, would you kick a cat? I don't know why that's there. Uh, probably going to go with the answer is no. <laughs> I suppose if it was a real dick. True, true, yeah. No, what if it were like a wild cat that was, um, you know, threatening your life? Yeah, if, if it were like a cheetah, then uh, if, yeah, probably. Like a really but big cat. A, a house cat, probably not. No, no it's like dick. you might inadvertently kick a cat and it's not something that you would want to do but would you do it Maybe. it's possible it's if it was in your way yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just kind of it's like just a cat yeah. in the middle of the road Full <laughs> get it gone I, I need more things to have bragging rights about so i can just tell people yeah i kicked a cheetah in the face yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> that i mean yeah that is that's big bragging rights that is, that'd be outrageous uh, what's your favorite ice cream flavor Oh, hmm. I like oh. mint chocolate chip. Pistachio. Mint chocolate chip. That is, that's the winner. <laughs> that is a fucking great answer. Oh, I love mint chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, yeah, coffee. Coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get behind that. Nice. Yeah, either pistachio or cookie dough for me. Ooh. Do you guys get uh, Ben and Jerry's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've got ben. I can't imagine this is good here, though. Like everything here is. We don't have many. Like there's probably only like three or four like core flavors in there. It's like the brownie one, and then fish food, fish food, and then like one with a caramel in it, cookie dough. That's like about it. Like there's not, it's yeah. not as like a bigger range as there, but it's good stuff. And it's also probably got like none of like the sugar or any of the good things in it. Yeah, like, Jamie Oliver probably fucking ruined it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a lot of the stuff. A lot of the stuff here. It's like we have like Mountain Dew and stuff as well, but it's just. Just not the same thing. It's just a completely different product. Wow. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so weird. weird. It's not. It's not Mountain Dew if it isn't like uh, radiating nuclear. Uh, you know, Glowing. chemicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it does. It just looks a bit like like lemonade, like cloudy lemonade. Like it's nothing. That's, it's really probably weird. honestly. It's probably honestly good for you that. Yeah. that <laughs> probably, but it's not as fun, is it? No, that's it's the not. Thing. No. 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 Uh, what have we got? Anything else? Anything else that's worth? Uh, some of these are all. <laughs> uh, if you went back in time, where would you go? Back in time, mm. like a year and a place, yeah, like a year and a place. Like, if you were going back in time, what thing would you want to go back and like witness for yourself? Mm. Hmm. Good question. There's so many. It's, I love it when we ask a question and they go quiet. All of the things that happen. That's a lot of things. Um, I, I I would toy between going like relatively recent, like just going to like the 80s and cutting about and enjoying yeah, that, we'll or stop. going like ancient Greece, like going like all the way back. I wouldn't go like in between. I don't think one of the one or the other. Mm. Yeah, I feel like. 
would it be yeah, during would your, would it be during your lifetime like would you want to see yourself in the past or would oh it be yeah way, way before can we go back and like change like any mistakes we made in life as a young person uh, or I think we, we go that kind with, of time travel. No, you got a watch. It's just you just. Oh, you got a watch. You're, you're, there. Third, you're not. Third you're not like. Thing. You're not like deeply involved. Uh, like changing the changing the outcomes. Course. You're just like witnessing. We don't want to be. Don't want to be causing oh, no okay. paradoxes. Right. You know what I mean? We're yeah, we're yeah. Just going guess, and having a look. I guess I'd want to like go go and see the dinosaurs. Probably go yeah. back way to prehistoric times. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be very cool. That'd be cool. So they're actually like yeah. They might all have feathers, which is the craziest part about it. Yeah. Because they don't feathers don't knock about that long. They don't no, not millions of years. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? So we only know fossils, only know bone shape, and everything else is like made up. Yeah. So what it, like no one actually has real, real deep knowledge of it. It's just because mm. it, they could all be like fluffy. Mm. They also don't know if, if humans would have been able to survive at that time because the, there's different levels of oxygen in the air. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, uh, maybe I don't want to go back then. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, worth the risk, I think. That's worth flipping the coin. Bring for. my, I can bring like an oxygen mask. Yeah, yeah, surely. Yeah. You can wear a little suit that make you okay. I'm sure. If you can go back to the prehistoric times, I'll assume the technology's there to give you a little mask to breathe in. I think that's <laughs> that's a fair assumption. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, he done, mate. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I can stop there. Yeah, take it down. Be fun. Um. I think if we want to get into the story really of your band, like uh, and get like a feel from our point of view of like how you've ended up at the point you're at. So we kind of go like chronologically and kind of hear from you three, like how the band started, how it all came together, um, how you met and all this sort of stuff. Like how did it first form? Yeah. So uh, just a quick history. So um, the three of us are all originally from the new England area. So that's Northeast. Um, and Luke and I, uh, the drummer, and I, I play guitar. Um, we had a band back in high school. Um, so we were like maybe about 15 until we graduated at 18. We were playing gigs, mostly just in our hometown and in some other cities nearby. And uh, when we graduated high school, we were both going off to college. And uh, that summer, we realized we we're basically going to be in the same city. So uh, I hit up Luke and I was like, yo, do you want to start a band when we're in college? And he thought it was a good idea too. So um, yeah. And then the first like year or two of college, we were just jamming with a lot of different people, not necessarily trying them out, just like figuring ourselves out and what we wanted to do. And uh, along the way we met Jeremy and he's just an incredible bassist. And uh, yeah, that's that's how we started um we also had a fourth member who played guitar at that time and then in about 2016 um after we had graduated college um we we basically all decided to move out to the west coast for for various reasons not necessarily related to our band but um that's sort of where we wanted to start our adult lives so um yeah that was 2016 when we all finally made it out here and um yeah then you know we recorded some albums here at my house and uh started uh we did a tour in 2018 around the country which was really cool our first time uh covering that much distance and then 
COVID hit and our, our, uh, before COVID hit, uh, our fourth member left the band. So we became a three piece and sort of re had to sort of reinvent our sound, kind of change things up and figure out, uh, what we were as a band and then COVID hit. So we had plenty of time to figure that out and we recorded another album during COVID. And then, uh, now we're here. Beautiful. Now we're here talking to you. That was that is a perfect summary. I li- literally what I want to do is dig into almost every little element you can <laughs> a little bit more. So that is actually perfect. I think if you bring it back to like those early days when the band started, like we saw you won that John Lennon songwriting contest. Um yeah. so can, like can you talk to us about that? Like where did what was that and how did you win it? Yeah, it's um it's it's an international contest. So it's not just here in the U S. Um, I think I had heard about it through, um, through like a songwriting magazine that I used to read as a kid. And they, they had a little advertisement for like, enter your songs for this contest. And basically what it is, it's, it's, it's essentially a charity. They run this, um, they have this giant bus and it's filled with recording gear and, you know, musical instruments. They basically drive it around to different schools in the U.S. and uh, teach kids how to write songs and how to record songs and, you know, the whole like music production thing. That's, cool. uh, that's called the John Lennon Educational Tour Bus. So the songwriting contest sort of funds this uh, this nonprofit. And yeah, I, um, that was around 2014. We had just released an EP called Feelers. And I felt like some of the songs were pretty strong on it. And uh, so I just decided just on a whim, I don't think I even told the other guys, I just <laughs> sent uh, all of the songs from the EP into the contest. And eventually uh, the song Dysphoric uh, was picked for like the semifinal round. And then they had like judges and eventually it, it won the whole thing, which was really cool. That's very cool. Like, it must be nice at that point as you said, if you're kind of in college, like making music and like you think it's strong and all that, but like when you get something like that, you're kind of like, oh shit, we were right. Like a little bit of a, oh, it is actually yeah, it was, something else back to There's definitely like. some validation. And especially at that time in our lives where like we had just finished college and we definitely weren't sure if, you know, music was the path for us, um, or at least this band was the path for us, path for us. And if we had what it took, you know, so it was definitely some nice validation. And also the song had some, uh, had like a, some prize money. And that was very helpful in doing the tours that I talked about later in sort of funding, um, not only the tours, but, you know, uh, recording music, um, all of that. It, it really helped us sort of stay independent and just like keep putting out music. Mm-hmm. And I think just staying in the game really long was what, um, what ultimately led to us to have a little bit more success because lots of bands, they just, it's hard, you know, to, to record music if you don't have those, the resources and uh, you know, you can drain all your energy and your funds in one release and then that's it. So we, we were very fortunate to have had that experience and had um, kind of like, it, it just put us on the path towards where we are now, which, which is really cool looking back on it. Um, I don't know if we really could have said that back then. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely all like sort of a linear path. 
Yeah, that's very cool. I think it like doesn't make a big difference, as you say, like to get that bit of validation because so many people try it for so long. And then I think you start to, or even if you back yourself, you start to end up like life gets in the way a little bit, doesn't it? And then you go, actually, this is really difficult. We've tried it, given it a go, we had fun and, and maybe that's where it's going to go. And I feel like that at that point to be like, no, you've won the award. This song is really good. Here's a bit of prize money. You'd be like, oh shit, okay, maybe we can. Like right. it's just a little bit further. So it's, uh, yeah, it must have been a cool. It was all like, yeah, it was all around the time that we were graduating from college. It was like life where I think Brian and Luke had already been officially out. Yeah. Uh, so it was, I was, I was a year behind and, and yeah. So it was like, you know, life was getting real. It wasn't just like, Oh yeah, let's play gigs when we can and make some money whenever we can. It was like, all right, we're, you know, we're getting kicked off our parents' health insurance plan. Cause that's what we do in America. We kick kids off health insurance plans. <laughs> And you know, you gotta start paying taxes and uh, uh rent. <laughs> yeah, because it's different for you guys, isn't it? Because you have to pay you have to pay back like your school fees, like no matter whether you're earning money or not, right? You you don't because like in the UK, we only pay back our tuition fees once we're earning certain amounts of money. So like if you earn oh. less than it's like twenty seven thousand pounds a year, you don't pay anything, and then you pay like nine percent on what you earn over that. So if you come out of uni and you earn no money, you don't pay any anything back. <laughs> like me. Yeah. In the US, if I think if you um if you can prove that you're you know unemployed or underemployed and you can also prove that you're trying, you know, you're you're actively, mm-hmm. you know, working to get work, you can apply for um like a temporary period where you don't have to pay. Right, right. right and yeah. uh but I think in the the problem is that you're you're still accruing interest depending on your loan during yeah. that time. So people can, even if they have you know six months to a year out of school where they're figuring things out, like it really can start to rack up some some debt, which is crazy. Yeah, it's like a problem. Like I have thirty thousand dollars in debt. I've paid fifteen thousand towards my student debt, and I still owe twenty five thousand. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the, the interest is ridiculous. like oh my god, that hurts my heart, man. I know, I That's know. great. If we get to if we get to 50 and we've not paid it off, or 20, 27 years after finished like graduating, we don't have to pay it. They just write the slate clean. Yeah, That's, and there's no there's no interest on you. There's no yeah, there's no interest. So, in ours is nine grand a year, it's 27 grand, and that's and like, like maintenance. That is just your 27 grand, you just pay it. As and when you can. That's and outrageous. If it's paid, it's paid. And if it's not, yeah, they just write off. It. I didn't know that. That's yeah, it's mad. And then obviously you then have to like be worrying about things like health insurance and rent and extra things. Whereas we're just like, <laughs> I'm kind of about, yeah, it's, uh, I pay for a house and that's about it, man. What did you all study? Well, but Jeremy and I studied music. So we were, we were doing music either way, whether it was with the band or not. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. And that's kind of what brought us out to LA because I, I studied like film, film composing, scoring for film and oh, TV. Oh, wow, cool. Um, and there's a big movie and TV scene in LA, obviously. So yeah. that's why I wanted to come here and, um, you know, Jeremy just gigs and teaches just gigs just gigs he just does the old gig I write I compose music for films and he gigs what I meant was what I meant was that's horrible what I meant was what what Luke is trying to say is I like to party that's what yeah good (laughs) what I meant was he can work anywhere there's people in every city 
need bass people, players. And people teachers. need bass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Brian could live anywhere as well as an as an engineer. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I studied in school was electrical engineering. So I when Luke went out to LA, I was like, all right. I just looked on the job boards for like uh, places within uh, audio engineering, which was my specialty, um, where I could go. And yeah, Jeremy and I's careers are a little bit more uh, malleable around uh, the city that we could live in. So Mm -hmm. that's why we ended up out here. What's what's LA like? Like, Joe's been recently. I've never I've never stepped foot anywhere near LA. What's it like living there? Like, what's the music scene like? How did you lot find that transition from being East Coast across? It was definitely a big transition of like for our music careers and just in general. Um, I would say like, you know, the Boston scene that we came out of is a very fast moving very dynamic you have kids from all around the country coming in to go to college in the boston area and then they form bands and then those bands leave town four years later so it's it's just there's a lot of stuff going on and it's kind of a a cultural hub but because that that scene especially the college scene you know everybody's around the same age so there's sort of a more unified um sense of what's going on la is a little different where you have people coming from all over the country trying to establish a music career. So you ha- it's not like Boston, There, it felt like there was kind of one scene where everybody kind of knew each other. There were parties going on. You knew where the party was at. You knew where the show was happening. You knew which bands were cool and which bands weren't cool. In LA, there's like so many, so much more diversity in the music um, that there's little pockets of different scenes like i'm sure there's a metal scene and there's a hip-hop scene and there's an indie rock scene that we're a part of there's just so many um little pockets of music that are happening that are sort of more disjointed but uh um yeah i don't know it's it's really cool uh what else can it's, I give it's, it's a, just a big melting pot like yeah of, of yeah. all places like could have gone it's just so big and sprawling like compared to new york where everything's built up and everybody's close together like la is very spread out and so there's all these different little sub neighborhoods yeah yeah it's not even just just the music scene it's like physically there's little cities like la isn't it's not really one city it's like a collection of maybe you know, 40, 50 little cities. And so, yeah, so like each little neighborhood is almost known for like a certain genre, but then everything's kind of mixed up anyway. Like you could play a gig on one side of the city and go to the other side of the city and meet a whole bunch of new people that you never even knew were there. So, yeah, cool. It just is like the craziest place, isn't it? Like I said, I did go and even just like wandering around it, it it just felt like you could just walk aimlessly around it and like something will happen. Like you'll, you'll meet someone and do something and like, there's just so much going on. So like, hey, have you, have you found that that like maybe it's created more opportunity for you as well being there? Cause it's just like the craziest place. Yeah. There's like, uh, somebody, whether or not, you know, it, somebody knows somebody that you want to know. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, 
every every conversation, every interaction is a is an opportunity. And you know, but at the same time, it's like you it's not gonna happen just because you exist. You gotta you gotta put in the, the work as well. Especially because everyone lives in their cars or like drives spends their days in their cars yeah. in LA rather than New York where you just take the train and you see people naturally in your yeah your day you gotta you gotta you gotta make an effort to like go out like meet people yeah yeah like when we were in boston we would just take the train into one of the you know let's say central square in cambridge and like without a plan but there would be something there happening whereas Mm -hmm. la because it's so spread out you have to be a little bit more intentional about where you're going and uh so it's hard, it's it's maybe a little bit less spontaneous in that sense mm. uh, because you don't just like wander someplace. You, you if you're somewhere you you probably had to think about like driving your car to that place and have a plan ahead of time. So it's yeah. a little different in that in that sense. Yeah, if you if like say I was going to come over, what would be the top three like venues or like places to go and enjoy like the indie rock scene where would you suggest to go to i, I would say the hi-hat but r.i.p they yeah. they, uh, they switched over to the pandemic uh, they, they switched to a venue called goldfish i've never been cool okay. name yeah cool name. um I, I don't know what uh what other i place? guess that uh, neighborhood still has Oh yeah, that's a great venue. That neighborhood still has kind of a scene going on, like the Highland Park area. Yeah, Um, they have like the lodge room there, and there's lots of studios there. Lots of musicians live in that neighborhood. Um, I think yeah, you just want to head towards the east side. I think for more indie scene. Yeah, yeah, the east side, like Boyle Heights, Highland Park. Um, so is uh it's like that's what everyone knows and mm. you know there's definitely something to it but it definitely relies on the uh the, the hype of yesteryear i think a little bit you know mm. if you really want to find something that's fresh and new you gotta break out of what what is the image of of you know uh yeah, being hollywood. projected yeah hollywood and, and all that stuff it's cool and and for the right person it's definitely there but I mean, there's always going to be an underbelly, like, you know, you're talking about underground scene. There's always going to be something that's boiling. It, you know, it just hasn't, it hasn't arisen yet. And, you know, you can go to a lot of different pockets of LA and find some frog town. Frog town. Oh yeah. I, that's I, that's I, coming up. There's like a rehearsal spot right across from a venue. There. Row? Um, I, maybe, yeah. I kid rose in there. That's where I was with a uh, cowboy boy. We oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right across. That's also the where we picked up our crappy van from when we went on tour oh, that month. Was in no Frog way. Town. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You can find you can find uh, good gigs anywhere. You just gotta you gotta be willing to to go to it and and drive and you know. That's what I miss about New York though. Is like you can go to a show. I lived in New York for like a year and a half. Mm. You can go to a show, and it won't end until like midnight or one but then you just get on a train and then you take a little nap if you want while you're on the train but if you're out late in la like you got to give yourself a little time to like 
come to your senses. Yeah. You know, maybe drink water a little earlier than you typically would (laughs) so that you can be prepared to drive home. That's like one thing I miss about New York is it was a little bit, the requirements to get around were a little bit easier Mm. than forgiving LA. You gotta, you gotta build in that 45 minute drive into your freaking night out. It's the worst. (laughs) Yeah. Could you imagine us having to do that? No chance. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair though, having used the Metro a couple of times while I was in LA, I would never recommend getting on that ever again. Oh yeah. It was was awful. We were like, we'll Uber everywhere from now on. It was like, yeah, not not overly fun. I get why you definitely would not want to do that. Any point. Just LA is too big. It's too big. The Metro is is all right if you if you're if you live near a stop and you're going yeah. to a place near a stop, near a stop. but yeah, because yeah, it's like yeah. so spread out, you know, so many of the trips that we take on our daily, in our daily lives, like it just doesn't make sense to take mm. the Metro, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I get that. What was the, uh, what was the pandemic like in LA? Because I think over here, like we got quite a lot of coverage that it was awful in LA, didn't we? Like it's a lot of like, we saw a lot of footage, a lot of like YouTubers put up and stuff of like the tanks rolling down the streets and like all this sort of stuff. Is that oh. actually what it was like? Because uh, do you remember- you, We get we get such a skewed view of like everything in America because obviously English people, they are, they only take all the really, really like extreme stuff that happens. <laughs> there, and then we just don't, we don't see all like the regular daily activities. Cause like, I remember, I remember seeing some crazy stuff yeah, like police oh. shooting like fucking like paintball pellets at people to get uh, back in the houses and stuff. Oh, that- yeah. But that was probably that was more like during that the was George Floyd. Mm. Yeah, mm. That was, which was it during yeah, the that, So yeah, that was yeah, like was. so. LA shut down mid March, like second third week of March, mm. and then uh, the George Floyd thing happened in I think early June. Mm. I want to say, yeah. and so it was just like a crock pot of just bad timing bad scenarios yeah. just coming all in at once and yeah so yeah the tanks and like like cop cars and lights and everything that was that was probably because of that but the yeah, pandemic yeah. i can certifiably tell you did not help the situation by any yeah, stretch of the definitely imagination not. Definitely um but yeah i mean it was like a lot of the coverage i think i have some family lives uh on the east coast of the states and they get a lot of their perception of what it's like in Los Angeles. I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but, um, you know, from the news, they, they get their perception of what it's like from the news. And I think they think that it's like this totalitarian takeover of like, you know, you can't, you can't, you have to wear a mask. You can't go out. Uh, and you know, they're trying to take, take they're watching you. They're watching, yeah, they're yeah, watching like, every move. It's, it's fine. It's, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, you know, we're just trying to like be safe and, and, and do things to make sure that everyone's healthy. I get why people might be uneasy about that. That's, that's fine. That's their business to to feel that way. But, uh, I haven't felt like I'm unable to really go about my business except for like, I couldn't buy toilet paper for four months. That kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we had that. We did. We did. Yeah. You guys had it too. Oh my god. Yeah. Honestly, yeah like, not for four months. It no, wasn't for like months, uh, the like, first maybe like couple of weeks or something. <laughs> you couldn't buy fuck all. You go to shops and it is like it is like it, everything could just been like ram raided. People are fucking idiots though, aren't they? Yeah, like, there was no like, shortage of stuff. Everyone just started panicking and buying yeah. like loads. So then they put all restrictions on like you can only buy like two of everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, like, yeah, limit yeah. it, but it was already. Fucked, but you're like, if you all just carried on buying toilet paper as normal, you'd have been, everyone would have been fine. Like, why did everyone freak out? <laughs> it happened right. again, like, not that long, not well, a while ago. Yeah, because of Brexit. Because of Brexit kicked us. Oh, yeah. That's oh. kicked everything off as well. So, like, you can't, we're not going to be able to import stuff as easily. So, everyone just lost their fucking heads lost and started buying, shit. like, <laughs> couldn't get like lettuces and stuff for, like, yeah weeks, I, like, I random in, shit. I worked in a supermarket during the whole thing. Like, I worked in like a shopping, in like a, like, like a Waitrose, which is like a higher end supermarket around there. And you literally, you go in and they'd be like, yeah, we've had not a lot delivered today. And I was like, amazing news. So you'd be down like aisles. Yeah, I was like, this is great stuff. You'd be down aisles and they'd just be completely bare. Or they'd be like all the stock of like baked beans or something. Mm. And they'd just be like a whole row of like beans. And you're like, amazing. No one wants that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still like, is it still kind of, in that sort of pandemic era for you lot? Because over here, we've kind of shagged a lot of stuff off. Like, we're not really doing anything. There's no restrictions There's at all. There's no restrictions at all here. Yeah, I think LA and New York are probably the most restricted because the pop- there's just more population concentrated. Mm. Um, I think one of the reasons why is because LA is like, that's a hub to get to like Asia and Australia. Probably. So there's a lot of international travel that goes through Los Angeles. So I think that's like maybe a side effect. But like when we played in LA, there was still vaccine. a mess or vaccine mandate. One of the mandates was still open. But then we went to San Francisco, still in California. And it was it was a completely different story. Yeah. So it was just, it's like Los Angeles specifically mm, yeah. was very, very strict. It was definitely on the stricter side. People, people still wear masks going out to the, to the yeah. store here, but I think most places in the States that no one wears a mask anymore. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny when we went because we did LA and then Vegas. So in LA, it was very like, there was still masks everywhere. We had to show like our vaccination stuff to eat in yep. a restaurant and all this sort of stuff, which was which was fine. We had to do it. And then we got to Vegas and we literally got on the first Uber and we're like, do we need masks on? And they just laughed. They were like, fuck no. They were like actively <laughs> encouraging. Like if you wore one, everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get that mask yeah. off. Come and hug everyone. And have a drink. And like, it was like the <laughs> most opposite like kind of mindset, which is obviously kind of expected being in Vegas. But yeah, it was funny. That that's the funny thing that like uh, you know if people don't want to wear masks again like that's their business to do it to a certain degree I I suppose like you know do do whatever makes you happy but I love it when people are like you're wearing a mask you're ruining my day take that fucking weird so I was waiting to get food last night I was I was picking up a burrito and a guy was asking me why I was still wearing a mask I was like because I am trying to record music with my band in the next couple weeks and if I get COVID then I can't go to a recording studio so yeah that's why and I don't want to jeopardize you know uh, my my business Mm, of course it's when you explain it like that and people just like, oh yeah, fair enough. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you see, there's like, it's a logical explanation to everything, isn't that? Yeah. Um, I think we want to get into some gigs mainly. Uh, maybe this tour in 2018, like to touch on that, like 
what was that like touring around America and going to different places? Because like we've touched on, like I feel like the US is so unique and every different place is so different and so far away. Like logistically, what was it like? And like how what were your favorite places? Stuff like that. Well, yeah, at that time we were really like, I can't overstate how small and unknown we were. So we were the the types of gigs we were playing um varied a lot from city to city because in our you know we were living in california at that time but we drove all the way to the east coast and back so on the east coast um we you know lots of our friends and fans from back you know only two years prior when we were living there um came out and and we had some solid uh you know venue club shows and then uh the rest of the country we kind of like strung together whatever we could get (laughs) So I remember like we played this place in Nashville and it was like, it was a, like a youth, it was like a, like an evangelical church, like youth group type thing. And they had a skate park in there and a music venue. And like, that was the venue we could get in Nashville. It was a giant room and there was maybe like, I don't know, five people who came out to see us. It was, it was crazy. But then, you know, we had other nights what, like our Boston, Providence, New York, um, you know, there were people that came out and it was, it was super cool. So it was, it was tough for us to figure out like, okay, are we doing well at this or are we sucking? You know, it was, yeah. it was a weird time for us. I remember we, we arrived in Ogden, Utah for, for our show. Oh yeah. And the venue was just closed. Like there was there. we were knocking on the door, there was nobody there looking in the window, and we finally got in touch with someone who was like, "Yeah, the our like it was like a Monday night or something, and the employees were just like, ah, screw it, we're not gonna sh- we're not gonna go. They're a small band, <laughs> and they just they were like, nah." <laughs> Oh my fucking god! And you've driven that- from California. I'd be so ready. Yeah, we like drove from California. <laughs> was that the gig that we were like we didn't account for the time zone? We were like we re- we were taking a sandwich break at a gas oh, station. Yeah, you gotta drive through time zones, so it yeah. kind of screws up your. And then so like we lost an hour to get to that gig on time, uh, and but we didn't realize it until we were halfway through the trip, and then we like panicked in the middle of a gas break. And they're like, oh shit, like we gotta, we gotta go. And we like rushed to Ogden, Utah. And then the venue ended up being closed anyways. And it's just like, oh my God. That that, that night ended up working out well. Yeah. Uh, A a local cop, I won't name, name names because I don't want them to think that that they'll just give free handouts to anybody (laughs) by who gets shut down. Yeah. (laughs) It's gigs shut down. But, uh, yeah, they they like took us in and they were like, "Hey, you want to play in our patio and we'll we'll feed you and and uh, give you some coffee." And it was cool. Like we got a couple people and and uh, it was like, you know, obviously I would love to play, you know, Coachella and Glastonbury every single day. <laughs> but even like those kinds of things where you feel like the world is falling apart because like you spend all this time and effort do, trying to do something and then it doesn't work out, and then just like some cool person just says, yeah, come play at my coffee shop. Mm. And it's like, you know, life is okay. It's going to be fine. That's so it was like, it was, there's a lot of unexpected bad things that can happen, but there are also some pretty cool things that can happen on tour. That was like something I missed. 
I know you're, you're asking about 2018, but we yeah, just went fine, over, uh, last month and like, man, I, I definitely, what I missed about tours playing gigs, obviously, but like just the things that happen, like interacting with people at gigs, just, they don't happen. The things that happen don't happen at any other place than at music venues. And like, I stand by that because I experienced these things that I had long forgotten after like two and a half years of not doing it uh, because of the pandemic. And it's just like, man, people become themselves at, at music shows. And it's so <laughs> funny. I love it. It's so funny. What uh, are some of the highlights? Have you got any like key stories or is it just general? We have a recent one. Go on, oh, man. That's, that's, that my, is my personal are favorite. You, are you talking about the, the echo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you, do you want to start it off? Cause you well, kind of. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so we were, we were, okay. We finished our set and this girl comes up to me. First thing she says to me, she asked, she said, are you Jewish? And I said, well, I, lots of people think that I am because I have curly hair and I don't know, the stereotypes and Anyway, I'm not, but she was like, oh, well, you know, I'm looking for a nice Jewish boy to date. <laughs> she was like, visibly very drunk. So um, it turns out our bassist, Jeremy, is is Jewish. So I was like, hey, uh. <laughs> he wasn't even single at the time. So I don't know why, why I sent, I just was like. <laughs> sent him that way. <laughs> sent, sent him over to Jeremy. But she was like pretty drunk and like really just um kind of aggressive <laughs> and uh she what was happening we were we were working the merch table and she like sat behind us like directly like one foot behind where i was uh you know selling cds signing things and she was just sitting right behind me and just staring at me it was super weird what and then i think jeremy had an interaction i didn't know i referred her to you yeah, so Brian, code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian referred her to me. Uh, mind you, I I wasn't a part of this conversation. I had no context. Oh yeah, he had no context. No idea that it happened. So she was like, "Hey, I'm looking for a nice Jewish boy." And then Brian directs her to me. <laughs> I'm we we were opening for a band, and we had to get all of our stuff off of stage to make room for the headliner. Um, that's like you you got to do that. That's like. Uh, the rule, the unwritten rule, yeah. you gotta get off as quickly as possible, or else you're you're uh, you're on bad terms. So I was rushing, wrapping cables, grabbing guitars, all this stuff, and then this girl just comes up to me and goes, "Are you the Jewish one?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And I was like, uh, "I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> who's asking? Depends on who's asking." Yeah. <laughs> This, this is like a good example of like our 2018 tour when we were totally unknown and it was just, we were just trying to like play yeah. music for people and get noticed and flash forward to, you know, 2020, 2022 when we had a, a viral song and then suddenly everyone knows the song and they're like obsessed. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah it makes it makes a big difference doesn't it you get the slightly more crazy like <laughs> obsessed fans i guess that are just like yeah. desperate to get in somehow but that is funny that's a i think it's very american like 
confidence thing as well. People do just talk, don't they, in America sometimes. Like they'll just do that. I think in England, if you did that, you'd be worried about someone just fucking fucking kicking your head in. Hitting you in. Like if if you're in a pub, like a local and you gig, saw someone that you knew through music and I like bowled up behind them and just you like, were like, Are you Jewish? You get you someone head kicked in. Yeah, they, they won't be chuffed. No. That wouldn't be something that would go down well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So I guess it's a slightly different vibe, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what um, was that most recent tour like then? So was it uh were you playing support slot on that tour then? Yeah, it was just a, just a West Coast tour, San Diego, a couple stops up to Seattle, like on the West Coast of the U.S. Mm. And it. we were opening for another band called Tippling Rock. Um, okay. And yeah, it was fun. It was like our first tour since the pandemic. So we were stoked and people had heard our song Notion on TikTok. And um, so we had people coming to the shows that we had never met. They were just fans of our music. That was mm, that was the cool. first for us, I think. Yeah, so. that is cool. That's one. That's one of the things we do want to touch on. It seems it seems stupid not to fucking talk about it. Uh, so, with that, with the TikTok track, the notion, obviously, it's done crazy numbers now. Like it's uh, it's fucking sh- stupid numbers. Was it orchestrated? Was there like a was there like a slight plan? Because uh, we've we've got a few mates around the like round here that we've interviewed before that have done TikTok and they've their whole thing has been like trying to push TikTok so much that it's got them views and you know we all know about this Gail track the ABCD like that was oh, all yeah. a planned thing with her like her like her manager like, like commented on the video to, and they got oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. I was confused because at the beginning of the song there's a classical arrangement a classical orchestration as it were uh, uh, so i was like yes it was orchestrated (laughs) (laughs) in that respect no no. i guess Uh, the difference of it being like did you target tiktok to be like our songs might suit uh, it let's try or was it a case of fuck our songs go viral on tiktok this goes back to like this goes back to like 2017 2018 um the had started to slowly like take us in uh, i'll try to give the short and skinny of it but essentially uh there's a uh youtuber he's a Fortnite video gamer which is like crazy Fortnite has been around around for such a long time so long like consumed our society at this point but basically yeah this guy he he uploaded a video of him playing Fortnite and put one of our songs in it, it wasn't Notion. I think it was Backwards or Mercy Mercy. I can't remember which one. Um, and he he put the video out. Uh, it was fine. It, it did well. And then he won uh, like the first uh, like national esports competition in the United oh, States or something who, like that. Who was it? Booga. Booga. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, so we're into, we're again, into esports. We're like the, the oh, no, nice. yeah, yeah. English lot. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we've tried Twitch a couple times. I really in an alternate universe, I would love to be like a really popular streaming band, but it just yeah. takes so much effort, yeah. so um, much time. Yeah, it really does. I, I love it though. It's, I'm really fascinated by it. Um, but anyways, yeah. So we we were taken in by Booga before he he blew up, and then he blew up, and then people saw a correlation where if you put music by the rare occasions in your Fortnite videos then your Fortnite videos will become popular. No way. Just just having nothing to do with us. That it was completely nothing to do with us. So it was like, 
then all these like it was just like a cascading effect of people showing videos of them playing Fortnite with our music in it. Notion was one of those songs. So it cracked kind of the gaming community, which was cool. And then it kind of hit uh, like an arts community, people like having videos of them drawing and, you know, so it went from like video games to art. And then, you know, fast forward to, you know, mid 2021, the anime community of TikTok found Notion. And I think Brian actually tweeted in like late August or something like that. It was just like anime TikTok found us. And then like, there's just the graph of, of our music going up, starting to finally build. And it was just uh, a funny, funny thing. Cause it's like, we had nothing to do with the virality of it, Mm. but you know, we, it took us a lot of work to get the music to sound the way that it did, especially Mm. like we told you that we moved to LA in 2016, but between 2015 and 2016, we were all living in different cities Mm. and the EP that that song notion was on it's since been removed because we signed to our record label, but the EP that that song was on, uh, was almost exclusively written and or recorded in different cities around the country. Right. So like, you know, we, we got a stroke of luck and, and I think we're all very grateful for it, but you know, we, we also have put in the work and we have a back catalog, uh, of music that I, I am equally as proud of, um, which is really cool too. And I think it's helped solidify the fact that we are a band of musicians and not (laughs) just people writing like popular music for the sake of writing a hit uh, on TikTok because TikTok wasn't around in 2016 when we released (laughs) Notion. So it is crazy. uh, Yeah, it's it's really nuts. um, There's a lot of things changed. Mm, So there's been a like in our genre of sort of indie rock music, there's been several cases of bands like us who released a track around, you know, 2015 to 2017 in that time zone. And then it go, it went viral at the end of 2021. Mm. So we had, to answer your question, we had, we didn't know it was happening until days later. Like we didn't even, we had a TikTok because our manager was like, you should make a TikTok. So we, we made one and it had like, I don't know, we made some stupid videos that had less than 100 views and it, it wasn't really like, you know, nothing that we did made the song go viral. It's just like people were using it in their videos and then mm. it, it sort of went crazy. We didn't even realize it was happening until um, we saw like the the streaming numbers on Spotify move up and we're like, what the hell is going on here? And eventually we figured it out. It was I remember a specific conversation in like late September and we were like, oh yeah, I think because Spotify does glitch sometimes and the numbers get skewed. Mm. And we were just like, I think it's just, it's just a glitch. Something's mm. wrong with Spotify today. I think that's what's yeah. happening. <laughs> and then it happened like four days in a row and we are like, uh, okay. Maybe not. <laughs> this is legit. That's... So yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy how quickly 
uh, literally like the saying 10 year overnight success. Like that yeah, describes yeah, the situation yeah. perfectly. Like we have been right on the 10 year mark of starting our band too. Essentially. Yeah. So nine, nine um, and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I remember there's, there's an interview of Royal blood and they, they said the same exact thing. Like they had a very similar experience. They were like, like pushing, you know, pushing themselves out of like old crappy bars and not playing to a lot of people who didn't know their music. And then I think out of the black was the first song that really blew up. And then all of a sudden, you know, they were playing Reading and Leeds, uh, headlining Reading and Leeds, which is like insane. Yeah. Uh, we haven't headlined Reading and Leeds yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that would be pretty sick. Um, but it's like the success aspect of it is the, it's the tip of the iceberg. There's the whole part of the iceberg that's under the surface that, that involves late nights and, driving around the country, going to places that that's a total gamble that, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a journey, but yeah. it's a good, it's, a, it's also a starting point as well. You know? For sure. It solidifies it as well. Like you are saying, like your back catalog is strong. And I think there's a lot of these like TikTok, like some tracks do blow up on TikTok and they get crazy number of views and you think, Oh, they'll be quite good. And then they don't release nothing for a while or they don't, do something with it or you look at their back catalog and the rest of it's shite. Like, do you know I mean, having that actual extra, extra discography that people are really interested in and have seen that you've been a band for a long while, you've got all these tracks from like your previous, your previous ventures and EPs and stuff. And then also to see your tours and that you've been putting in like that, like the real hard miles that up and coming bands have to stick in. Like it kind of makes, especially people like, like, People like we see bands all the time. We talk about bands. It's like literally what we do. We release episodes every week about it. And it's like, you find yourselves talking about these bands. You go, oh, let's, let's see what else they've got. Let's see what the extra stuff is. And they're like you, like we look back at like your albums and stuff on your EPs and stuff. And you go, actually there's a body of work that is tangible and really, really, really good. good. We so were like, like mind blown. Cause you say you don't always expect it. And like, I think it's maybe time well with that with your most recent album as well, because that album is like really fucking good. And like, we wouldn't even realize, and even for us, like in the UK, even as big as you naturally get in uh, America, the likelihood of like a LA indie rock band popping up for us is unlikely. So it's so nice for it to appear through that avenue of TikTok and then allow us to go, fuck, (laughs) there's like two amazing albums here and all this other EP and stuff that you can like enjoy that we wouldn't have necessarily found. So like, it's good that you can back it up because you said it's sometimes people become a TikTok band, but it's nice to be a band that just goes big on TikTok. Like it's the best way around to do it, I think, isn't it? So it must be nice. Yeah, it's good that it wasn't like the beginning of our career because, man, that would have been super stressful if it was just mm-hmm. that one song and then we had nothing we had else, nothing else yeah. to back it up. That would be so stressful. Yeah. Literally. Thanks for saying that. Though. Yeah, that's, yeah, thank you. Hey, yeah, of course. No, thank you. But uh, we, we did... Uh, if we had orchestrated it properly, we should we would have uh, waited to release our album until after it went viral because we had like oh, yeah. just released Big Whoop at the time Notion f- went viral, and then we're like, oh shit, we gotta like follow this up. Do so now, that's this. what we're doing now. We're like we're scrambling to not scrambling, but we we've been writing a lot. We've been working real hard in the studio and just trying to give something new to the fans who only know us through Notion, and mm. you know for whatever reason, because, you know, people, you have to direct them to, to look back at the back catalog. Most people hear notion and then say, okay, cool. And they move on. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to, 
we also want to move on and and you know put out some new music hopefully soon. Is is there a conscious effort on that on on notion like not becoming kind of like like your wonder wall like your song that like everyone <laughs> just comes and is like yeah yeah all this stuff's great play notion kind of thing, like you kind of have that conscious effort to be like we you know as you said that every song is kind of this good it's not we're not just the band who made notion kind of thing. We are very yeah, determined yeah. to not be a one-hit wonder. So yeah. and we have a lot of work ahead of us to make sure that that doesn't happen. There's a certain amount that's just out of our control. Like, I feel like Notion is not our best song but by a long shot. We have other songs that are definitely better already out. And then our new music, I think, is better as well. But uh, people will like what they like. And I'm not going to stop people from enjoying notion if that's if that's what they like but i do you know all we can do all that's within our control is just keep putting out music and keep doing what we do and um and and make music that makes us happy and uh that hopefully adds value to uh to our listeners as well yeah like even like even radiohead is still to a degree like under the cloud of creep like, you know, yeah, they, yeah, definitely. You know, if you're not the kind of person who deep dives into Creep's catalog, you, you know, Creep and maybe no surprises and, and, you know, a good, good, good number of songs because they are wildly popular. But I mean, like for a still pretty big audience, they, 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 they will never, they will never break out of Creep. I saw them in 2017 and they started when they started playing it live again. That was pretty yeah. awesome. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's the uh, I think the the public consciousness has gotten its its uh, its clutches on Notion, or maybe vice versa. Notion has gotten its clutches on the on the public consciousness. Mm. Or at you know, the moment, probably what's that? At the moment, yeah, at the moment, at the moment. But I think like you know, it's just the way I look at it is it just, uh, it's afforded us the ability to be able to spend as many of our waking hours as we possibly can on making better stuff. And you know, if, uh, if a portion of those people still only know about notion and that's fine, I'm so grateful for notion because it, it still allowed us to do what, what we want to do, which is make good music. So hundred uh, percent. I mean, you know, we were looking notion now is like, it's pushing up to 200 million streams. I mean, you're at the point where like 10% of those people stick around for the album. That's, that's 20 <laughs> million people. Like you, it's, it's when it goes to that level, you can be like, eh, even if only a handful of these people stick around, it's still that's, more than most fans will ever see in their lives. Like it's like, we were even looking like the, the monthly list of you guys are on now are like, put you above any band in the UK currently, like the biggest, yeah, like, like know, the Coops and the Wombats and like these big, huge bands in the UK that are coming out with new music and all this, like you're above them. So like, it gives you that, like the platform is like fucking huge. So it doesn't really, it's at that point where it doesn't really matter how many of them stick around. Cause if it's some, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot, even if it's like 10%. So it's a, yeah, man. Um, yeah, yeah. pushing you into the new album. I know we're taking a lot of your EP. time, but we're getting there. Um, EPs. So a new album or EP that's coming. Most most like an EP. Okay, cool. Um, what can people expect from that? Like, is there certain influences, certain stuff that's maybe different from your previous stuff? Or we definitely fast. Yeah, we yeah. we wanted higher energy, uh, mm-hmm. like Big Whoop, 
was like uh loud. very loud but it was like like it's gonna like it's well, a lumbering like or it's going to be really quiet like big whoop there wasn't much dynamic range to the aesthetic of it it was like it's gonna kick you in the ass or you're gonna you know it's it's very chill uh these newer songs we wanted to while we still have eyes on us we want to hit people in the face with with their new music uh kick the cheetah in the face as the saying goes <laughs> uh, so uh yeah i think we want like higher energy stuff but we, we got some some pretty ones as well um but it's it's going to be five or six songs top so i think the majority we want to keep it a little on the more dancey high energy festival circuit kind of sound um cool. so that we can get people's attention and get their butts shaken like it love it i like what's what influences have you taken then for this most recent one is there any bands that you've been listening to a lot at the moment that's really like taking a grip on you that you feel like is being shown in this new body of work is um one of our songs i feel like i don't know if you guys know sales mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to say it but uh yeah it's it's got like kind of like an indie pop vibe to it but um it's still got like a really good energy as well which, which i really enjoy because it can still like rock it can still kick you in the face but it, it also doesn't have to be loud in order to do that mm-hmm. i think okay. that's like a cool cool shift for us Cool. I think a lot of these new songs also go back to our roots a little bit more of like kind of the mid 2000s indie rock sound. Like I was growing up a huge Arctic Monkeys fan, uh, the Strokes, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. uh, guitar driven music. Um, Notion was kind of in that vein. And we stepped away from that uh, for, you know, a couple albums with slightly different sound and we're kind of merging those two worlds i think now of like our more defined and orchestrated music but still like dancey indie like fun kind of sound that's cool because we, we were saying about it, like it is that that vibe is it's quite a quite an uh, like quite an english indie festival vibe like we were discussing it in the sense of like in the same vein of like early wombat stuff and it being in that element there's a lot of arts and monkeys in it especially i went through some of those older tunes and you can really hear a lot of arts Mm. and monkeys in it in in the best possible way because some people like try and emulate and you just can't emulate arts and monkeys (laughs) about how much how hard you try but there's like yeah, it must be not. It does. I mean, it makes you quite unique because a lot of American bands sometimes don't get it. Like we quite protective of it being like a bit of a UK scene. And <laughs> yeah. UK indie bands can do it and no one else can. But like, I do think like you guys have like one of the best American bands that have managed to like use those influences as well. Yeah. We've said there must be like UK influence in that music because it's fucking good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it must be UK influence, but no, it does. Something. It definitely is. I think Brian almost takes on a... a like an English accent when he's singing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird to like certain vowel sounds when I'm, I sing at like kind of high, high in my range and kind of yell. Mm. And for whatever reasons, it's, it's harder to like the American, the classical American accent where you're really pronouncing your R's. Mm. And yeah. You can't yell like that. So yeah, I, I, my voice is kind of, I don't know. It has a different accent when I sing than when I talk. 
Yeah, yeah, I like it. Cool. LA when you talk and Sheffield when you sing it. Sheffield as well. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Would you ever want to play England? Is that something that's on your cards of wanting to yes. come do? Yes, as soon Thank as you. possible, yes. Get me out of this country. <laughs> Sick. Amazing. Hey, well, We're... if you need promoters in the UK, then you know where to... You know where come to find come. us. We'll do. We'll, we'll help we'll on you guys up. for you. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. That would be awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're probably I mean, well, I, I couldn't say the name of the festival even if I no, but I I don't remember the name. But yeah, we're we're trying to get some shows in London, uh, going like early twenty three, I think, right now. So fucking sick, yeah. interesting to, to get over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, be... you'd be like you'd be very well liked here. I think 100%. very well respected, yeah. and I think you could get, definitely build up. Like I think it lend your music lends itself to building up with a lot of like up and coming bands underneath it. So like the lineup would be a quality night of music. I think. Yeah, Where, what what part are are you guys based in? Uh, we're slap bang in the middle. Yeah. We're in a place called Northamptonshire, but we're like forty five minutes to an hour from London, an hour okay. from like Birmingham. Two hours from Manchester and Leeds, so we're like oh, slap back. Right, it's so pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, yeah I think I said this before. I think technically where we're from is the furthest away you can be from a coastline in the UK. So like you're like uh, so in the middle that like each direction you go, we're like literally the furthest from each coast. So yeah. it's like slap back. The Kansas the of uh, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, yeah. but it's not like thousands of miles to get. To the coast <laughs> <line>. It's <laughs> only like a two-hour drive. Yeah, like, yeah. it takes like two hours in whatever direction. So it's not. It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right in the middle so it's useful but yeah no that's very exciting definitely well the last thing that we do on these episodes is that we try and get you lot to let us know who you're listening to at the moment that's like an up-and-coming artist that you think needs a little bit more respect in the scene that isn't necessarily getting the publicity that they deserve so have you lot been listening to anyone you want to give a bit of a shout out to oh man the bands i've been listening to are getting a lot of hype so i don't know if they're under underrepresented, but I've been super into Turnstile. They had a record come out last year that's just killer. And uh, Fontaine's DC have a new album coming out soon. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear that one. Yeah, we like Fontaine's. Fontaine's a class. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I love him. Uh, too many underground bands. I mean, I've like been listening to the too, ones but... that are like, that have like other indie bands that have TikTok hit songs. <laughs> Like surf curse and yeah, we've been like uh, studying studying the competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so smart. I like that. Uh, wait, uh, yeah, I guess like from our like local music scene back home, back east, like there's definitely bands who are sort of local legends that probably nobody else would know of. Like I can think of in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, Nova One is this band uh, fronted by Roz Raskin, who's like been in a bunch of different bands. Mm. Um, they're really cool, R- really great keyboard player in that band. And uh, I don't know, Boston has this like reverence for this band called Pile, and they're really like really cool um, music, like really interesting chords and melodies. And um, the production is like really sludgy, really like it puts you in the scene of like the basement shows that they played in that era. Old. Um, I don't know. And, any, like, like, LA. Check out Cheek Face. Oh Cowboy yeah. Boy. I play with Cowboy Boy sometimes. Cowboy Boy. Cowboy Boy. Uh, that's a sick name. Uh, like great, it. great pop punk stuff. Um, trying to think. It's got to be some other good, good stuff out there. But 
Yeah. I, I'm also not into your local or, or underground at all, but I've been digging into the more recent Tom Mish and Yusuf Day's album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like my meditation music mm. these days. Uh, Tom Mish is, is sick, dude. Yeah, Tom Mitch is incredible. Tom Mitch got me for uni, I think, at times. Not, <laughs> revise and like do anything. You just like shuffle it and just be like, oh. <laughs> feel yeah. more relaxed instantly. So that's, oh my god, yeah, it's so good. Beautiful. Have you got any? I'm gonna go for because you were saying about Fontaine's DC. I wanna I wanna give you a personalized one. With that one, I think Feet are a band that you should listen to if you like Fontaine's DC, or if you also a band called Courtin. They're a little bit more on like the heavier, so caught in a little bit more on the heavier, shoutier side of that style of like post-punk type of stuff. Right. Um, and then for TikTok, bands that have come up through TikTok, I want to give a shout out to a band called Blondes who we've had on before. Um, quality band. They did a track called Coming of Age, which I don't know whether you, you saw might it. recognize it. You'd probably recognize Coming of Age. It was a tra- it was a big, it was quite a big American trend where people were doing like the uh like high school film sort of um it was skits. like if high school was a thousands american movie so like they'd like get to go to the toilet and then they'd, it would be like really dramatic and as if it was like an american movie but it went like proper viral. <laughs> yeah that went crazy and they're good lads from nottingham so they're they're solid they're real, oh, real decent lads mm-hmm. and then my one that i'm actually gonna shout out as being one that i think deserves a proper proper shout out is a band called boyish who I've recently I put in the playlist this week and it is a, there's a track called I think I hate it here and it's that like it's I want to call it grunge pop I guess would kind of be how I'd try and describe it it's like a a crossbreed between like a bit of a darker side with a poppy indie element to it um there's a nice it's a nice crossbreed and boyish I think they're quite they're a US band as well I don't know are they actually from. yeah uh or it doesn't say where they're from a showcase at Berkeley College of Music. That's yeah. that's where we were. Oh, no way. That's oh, fucking mad. Yeah, boyish. <laughs> All right, they, we'll check it out. We'll have to check yeah. them out. Yeah, they're super good. Have you got any, Joe? Uh, yeah, I've got two quick ones. I've got um, Daisy Brain's new EP Cold. is unbelievable. Daisy Brain is a, a like really good up and coming artist in the UK at the moment who's getting a lot of like radio support but he's also like just very good from the indie scene um so, and his new ep is really sick and i put a song called down in our playlist is my yeah, favorite one good. um from that is EP, it a, daisy, daisy brain or daisy brains daisy brain okay right yeah singular uh song called down is my favorite one and uh then a really small band from the uk uh is a band called the strands um who i literally found the other day and they have a song called need anyone they only like, have two tracks um, uh they've only got they've got a few oh. but not not many at all they've kind of only started the last couple of years um and are just getting going but i listen to a few of their tracks and they're really good but this new one is like by far their best one they sound like really like tight in this new song so i think they're finally kind of like really nailed the sound on this newest one so hopefully it does really well for them but uh mm. yeah the strands mm. i just thought it was a cool name as well yeah well, that's I, it. Do, I do i have to admit there is one more that i've got that's been playing playing in my mind and it's a band called The Waterfalls, right? And they've done, they did that track, that Michael Sierra track that we had in the playlist for ages. And they've just released another one called Babad. How the fuck would you go? Babada, Babada. Like, Babada. Babada. Like, like, like if you were like pretending to like say how you want the guitar played, like Babada. 
like, like it, that's and that's a fucking belter of a track. Proper like it's like underground indie, like just fun, electric, like guitar rock, like everyone's jumping about sort of thing. It's brilliant. Nice. Quality tunes. Oh, but they're they're my, they're my shout outs for this week. That's loads. That's, so the list so of many, fucking, so many bands. There's to like to. thirty bands to listen to. Go listen to them all. <laughs> Every single one. Do you guys have suggestions? I mean, for for people who are listening, but for us as well, how how do y'all find bands? How do y'all find your music? Um, oh, fucking all over the shop, man. don't we? We've um we've got to a nice point now where we've been doing this for a while, so we get quite a lot of music sent to us. Um, oh, especially cool. like in the UK, they send stuff over, which is cool. But um, to be honest, Spotify is just so good as well. Like, if yeah, you're, the, play, the you're, playlisting you're, is really good. The playlisting and like all their, even just the Discover Week stuff, they they like make for you. It's just fucking, it's so good. And then if you find like an artist you like, they then obviously do like artists who are similar. Similar artists. And there's the like 12 there. And then you can go into all of them and they'll all have 12 that are similar to them. And it's like, you just go down a bit of a, like a route of finding stuff. But um, yeah. Yeah, and I also, we always say to go see support bands. That's like the best way. Like if you like a band, go down sure early. early. Go and see them, see who the supports are. Because if you like a band and they've picked like three supports, then they're probably also going to be really good, but smaller. So go watch them and and kind of like make sure you like follow up on like actually checking them out afterwards and stuff like that. It's always a good way as well. So but if you want, if you do want new music, we do have a playlist called the Scratch Record playlist that's on Spotify, that's on Apple Music, and we update that with eight new tracks every week. So every nice. Sunday we stick eight new tracks, the best ones that we've found from like the underground scene, the up to probably that like uh probably that like there's every now and then there'll be odd with a few million like streams, but everything's kind of normally under that hundred thousand stream mark because it's kind of where we try and just shout out as many people from that sort of size artist. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, there's it's there to be found. It's like a, 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 it's like a it's like Easter egg hunting for adults. Do you know what I mean? You find a band and it's just like the best thing, and you look and they got like a hundred monthly listeners, and you're like, this is fucking yeah. brilliant. Like yeah. <laughs> we're here first. Yeah. We're here first. Yeah, we yep, yep. We we always uh get comments about that, like uh I found notion before TikTok or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, always trying to like stake their claim on yeah. us. <laughs> I love it. I think yeah, it's, it's so much fun. You'll have some diehard fans from those like 2013 days being like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I saw these at college. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. here for years. That's sick though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's quality. Well, thank you very much for coming on, lads. It's been an absolute pleasure having you through. Yeah, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you. Hope yeah. to see you whenever we uh, yeah, we'll, skip over we'll the We'll see you in person next time. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, we'll make sure we'll uh, we'll take you to a nice pub and get you a pint and we'll have another chat when you come over. It'll be, Absolutely. It'll be awesome. Definitely. Right. And if you're still listening, make sure you like the video and subscribe to the podcast on all of the platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, everything you listen to podcasts on. We're there. Leave a rating and a review and we'll see you on the other side. Peace.